Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. How are you? I hope everybody is very, very well. Um, We're back and have a really fun episode to share here. Um, This is episode 61 and features GK and Hannah from the predominantly Yorkshire-based band Venus Girls. Um, We caught up at the delightful Brudenell Social Club in Leeds um, a few days before their first headline show um, there, which if you're listening at any point before 8pm on Saturday the 10th of February 2024, you still have time to get along to, so please do that if you're in the Yorkshire area. Um, Venus Girls have been on my list to chat to for quite a while now, but due to Uh, instances such as a global pandemic um, and also GK's leukaemia diagnosis which I guess either of which could have been the end of the band and and have been the end of of many bands Um, we've only just been able to make this happen Um, we discuss both GK and Hannah's history um, with music how the band came to be and and then also we unlock the secret to building and maintaining a loyal fan base so that's nice Um, I had a great time chatting to these two um, and I hope you enjoy listening. They are setting 2024 up to be a very busy year. Um, They've got support dates with the sprints coming up um, and festival slots uh, the likes of Why Not and Kendall Calling already booked in and I'm sure there'll be many more to come as well. Um, Links to all their social media and YouTube channels are in the description of this episode and I strongly recommend you check them out, Um, along with their latest track, um, Divine, which has been described beautifully as a lusty grunge storm of a single. Um, And it's already getting loads of support from Radio 1, Radio X, 6 Music um, and lots of others. It's an absolute treat. Um, So yeah, go check that out and check out their other videos which we do discuss. Um, They're awesome. Uh, Yeah, the music's brilliant. Um, And yeah, they look look great as well. The the videos are so well done. Um, Yeah, check them out. Anyway, I think that's enough for the intro from me. Um, Enjoy episode 61 with GK and Hannah of Venus Girls. I'm here with Venus Girls and we are at the Brudenell Social Club. How are you? We're good, hello. (laughs) Would you like to introduce yourself uh, so people can recognise your voices um, and assign that to when they're listening? Yeah, of course. I'm GK and I sing in Venus Girls. And I'm Hannah and I play bass. Excellent, lovely. So thank you very much for coming and meeting me, dragging you out on a a potential school night. Oh, fine. Thanks for having Uh, us. (laughs) Yeah, we're here. Um, It's an absolutely amazing venue which you've played before and are about to play again at the end of this week beginning of the weekend yeah saturday isn't it big old big old saturday night plans at brudenell so headline gig Mm. what's the what's the big occasion well (laughs) (laughs) have you got about 45 50 minutes (laughs) um not enough time um uh well it's been a while since we've played a headline show on it um, but obviously we had to take a hiatus um, whilst I was unwell, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure we can touch upon. But um, obviously it's been a been a, been a minute um, since we played and obviously we love playing Brood now and we've never done a headline here before, have we? Um, it's always been something that we wanted to do but didn't mm-hmm. feel like... It's like we've got to be at a certain point, I think, before we can, you know, tackle Brood yeah. now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it's like really nice to be after like everything that's happened to like 
you know, be here on, you know, well and healthy and, you know. It's, just a, it's a celebration, really, I guess. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big old celebration. Nice. For sure. yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the best reason for a gig. It just is a indeed. general celebration. <laughs> Absolutely. So, with this, what I like to do is to go kind of as far back as possible and understand a bit about your musical um, background, yeah. heritage, mm-hmm. upbringing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but I like to start with what's your earliest musical memory? Mine is um, probably when I was like j- just coming out of being a toddler, maybe like four or five. Mm-hmm. I had big Irish uh, upbringing heritage. Okay. My mum's from Limerick, so I spent at least 50% of my childhood in Ireland Um, and we used to do like me and all my cousins I have a ginormous family and we used to my aunts my uncles and my cousins we used to do these like talent little talent competitions Mm -hmm. in the we used to huddle in the living room and like do these like little competitions like singing competitions it was yeah (laughs) it was it was like 80 people yeah yeah no it's a a big old big old Irish family um and yeah we used to and we just used to get up on you know make like a fake stage it would just be like the rug (laughs) but like we'd you know we'd we'd all stand up and yeah a lot of imagination um but you know to me at that age like that was a stage yeah um so yeah, we, we that that is really my earliest sort of musical memory, and I, I have I come from quite a line of um, uh, singers. Mm-hmm. So like my grandmother was a singer, my mum's a singer. Like they didn't ever do it professionally, yeah. but you know that they, they it was always around. It's always yeah, part it's of always a, a huge a huge part of my family for mm. sure. So um, yeah, really just doing those little talent competitions and you know going away and trying to learn the songs and go up yeah. and sing and yeah that was that was my earliest musical memory and, and were there medals or trophies there wasn't medals but my aunts would be judges yeah um and we'd we'd just get awarded first second third but obviously every time we did it they'd, they'd choose a new winner obviously to try and keep it fair it just feels like they weren't actually i know judging they weren't they weren't taking me seriously <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no like that, that's mine anyway yeah I think mine probably is. Do you want me? To yeah, you. Want to <laughs> I think. <laughs> I thought I thought yeah. like, <laughs> GK's arm's gonna yeah, drop off. <laughs> yeah. um, I think my earliest musical memory. I mean, my family have always been like my dad's side of the family have always been quite musically inclined. Mm-hmm. His brothers were like new romantics slash goths in like the eighties. So excellent. Um, yeah. So like at family dues, they'd always have like. I always remember, like, where is my mind by the Pixies playing every single time, like... And we got together quite a lot as well. Mm-hmm. There's worse um, things that could be on repeat. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's and, a solid start. I, yeah, always love that song. And then I remember um, my dad giving me his old computer, and on that was, like, bands like, you know, Oasis, Blur, um, you know, on, like, the mm-hmm. old Windows media yeah. player, <laughs> where all, like, the little spirally patterns yeah. used to be on the, um, the screen, yeah. With the little paperclip guy exactly, offering to help yeah, you. Exactly, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> it should be if it's yeah. not. Bring him um, back. Yeah, bring him back. <laughs> I always need help on the computer. It was a real one. <laughs> and, yeah, like, I just remember listening to all that type of music, and I was like, whoa, this is, you know, amazing. I was really, really young, like, probably, yeah. like, six, seven. Um, and then my parents got me a little plastic guitar, and it had like like little nylon strings in it. It was like I don't know the length of like your forearm yeah. type of thing. It was a pure absolutely, joke of a absolutely guitar. Absolutely awful. Yeah, like, rock and roll. If there's anything to go to get a child to think, 
I can never play an instrument. Yeah, why it's did the Bible that? It's yeah. like it's like they wanted me to not be a musician. Yeah. But anyway, it didn't work, did it? No. So. <laughs> they, ended up, they ended up buying me a real one like a year after that and then yeah I've been playing guitar ever since and That's then awesome. moved on to bass afterwards you, so. got, you got put onto bass didn't you <laughs> yeah, I got assigned the bass in college <laughs> and I was like really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've grown to love it a lot that's good I'm glad we ended the story that way yeah. actually I hate it and I'm leaving the band after the Brudenell show on Saturday yeah. <laughs> hey, this is an official announcement yeah. <laughs> Hannah is leaving that's a scoop. Excellent. Good. This is exclusive to you. Just to clarify, that's not happening. Just good. No, yeah. no, 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 that is not happening. This is a joke. Yeah. For legal reasons, this is a joke. Your manager will just be manager and, the, and the label find out. The timing of this is not ideal. Um, so in, in terms of play, playing, I guess that, that kind of spiralled for you then from uh, from. Yeah, yeah nylon string, atrocious guitar, yeah. to just becoming a massive addiction. Yeah, because I remember I was trying to figure like songs out, like the Kaiser Chiefs were really big at the time, and because mm. they were from Leeds and yeah. I'm from Leeds, I was like, oh my god, they were my first ever gig at Ellen Road when I was eight or nine. Um, god, they must have been quite big then. Yeah, they were massive. Road, it, yeah, yeah, it was like I'm pretty sure it was a sellout. It went yeah, on all yeah. day. They were like, I think Kate Nash supported, the Enemy nice. supported. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was amazing, amazing gig, um, and I just remember watching that and I was like oh my god I want to do that mm. <laughs> so bad so that that has been there from a very very young age yeah, yeah. and how, how about how about you how does singing with talent competitions that you <laughs> may may or not have won um <laughs> legitimately to uh, wanting to be on a on a stage in front of other people because that is it whilst it's the same thing it's a huge step and, a, and a, yeah, something that, that not that many people decide to do oh 100 percent um I think for me it was like when I sort of got to nine, ten, I remember being like, I can't even remember where it was. Like I'd gone away with my dad. Um, it might have even been to like Butlins or something like that. Um, Not me thinking you were going to say like Spain. No, <laughs> Butlins. Um, I had a great time to be fair. It was so good. Say, Butlins is awesome. Yeah. I've never been, but it looks amazing. It, it, it for, was. For it kids. was. It was great. Yeah, it was so good. Like I think that's why he took me. You know, because I was, you know, what like nine yeah. or ten. And they had an actual, like, you know, like singing. It was mm -hmm. like some sort of, like, X Factor Butlins a thing. A legitimate talent competition. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, Dad, can I enter this? I and always win these. I, <laughs> I, I, this is now my moment. Yeah. I believe I've got the X Factor. Um, and, uh, I went, and that was my first time on a stage. Like an actual stage. That's pretty big as well. Not a rug. To be honest, isn't um, it? That, those aren't a small crowd no. for like family entertainment at night time. Those are... Yeah. Well um, done. I didn't win it. But uh, I, um, I had a great time on stage and I just sang my little heart out. What did you sing? I genuinely can't even remember. You've got about 30 minutes um, to remember. Um, <laughs> I'll come back yeah, to you Yeah, no, I, I literally can't even remember. God knows what I was listening to back then, but... Um, yeah, I remember I came off stage and my dad was like, Grace, you can sing. And I was like, really? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. He was like, I can hear a voice there. I was like, oh my God. Um, and that really then put, put the idea that, oh, when I grow up, that's what I want to do, mm -hmm. you know. Um, because uh, up until that point, I was purely doing it. I didn't care how I sounded. It was just more, I loved it. Yeah. What did you used to want to be when you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the answer to this? Is this is this a setup? 
it's your just, tone suggested that you knew what this was and no, it was going to I have told you before it's just it's just so left field like you're just a weather girl yeah not a clue why but okay. I used to, we could have been the dream team even more so than we already now are babe I mean it's n- you, you can still do this look at Brian May you know <laughs> the doors aren't closed the, the on this stream. The band is the day job. What we really yeah. want to do is be a weather girl <laughs> and look at rocks. Um, no, I, I think it was that for me, really. And then um, when I sort of went up to school and things like that, I remember there was this really cool girl that was a few years above me in secondary school. And um, she used to come into the music room all the time. And she was like, oh... Um, because I was really obsessed with Ava Cassidy at the time because Ava Cassidy was a big thing. Yeah. Big, My family love her. Um, and this girl said to me, she was like, you should listen to Fleetwood Mac if you like Ava Cassidy because obviously she Correct. covered song, yeah. Songbird. I went away, listened to Fleetwood Mac. My whole life changed. Like, my whole life changed. And it was, you know, hearing bands like Fleetwood Mac, I was like, right, that this is how I want to do it. I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to do it, but then it was like seeing bands like that. I was like, right, that's what I want to do. You want us to be in a relationship? Yeah, yeah, babe. Of course, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start all the drama <laughs> and Fleetwood Mac yeah. shit. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that that was it for me. Really, you know, started off as uh, talent competitions, and then I heard Stevie Nicks sing for the first time, and my life changed. So there you go. That's under yeah, absol- absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So. In terms of forming the forming the band, forming Venus Girls, yeah. how how did that come about? Because you're you're spread out. Have you always been spread out? No. So we all we all met in Leeds. Okay. Well, our original, obviously, our, our old guitarist left, um, and Eliza came in about about mm-hmm. well, God, near a year ago now. Um, but originally, um, when we were still with Jess, we all met at Leeds Conservatoire. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So we were all studying there, um, and that's how we all we all met wasn't it um and then obviously like covid happened and people's mm. living situations changed and some people moved elsewhere and so we were quite spread out for a while but now we're we're leeds newcastle two okay. of us are in leeds three of us are in newcastle so it's quite easy we that's just basically just one road isn't it yeah so yeah just fine up and down yeah. super easy and <laughs> um, so yeah we're all in the north now okay good yeah, yeah it's it, i when I was initially looking, I was just thinking because I saw Newcastle and then saw Leeds and thought that sounds like a logistical nightmare. It, do you know what? It's not. It's it's just more for rehearsals. It's yeah. a bit. Ugh, but we started meeting in the middle, like going to Darlington, maybe. Oh North really? Darlington, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Day trips. Yeah, but it's fine. Like we make it work. It is what it yeah. is. Isn't it? Awesome. So, from uh, from what I've seen online, um, you've got an incredibly loyal fan base. They are very passionate. <laughs> what genuine? And this is a genuine question. Yeah. What, what is it that you've done to kind of cultivate or keep that? Because that's not something that everybody has, and um, is something that bands who haven't got albums upon albums yeah, out yeah. struggle to uh, to to create and maintain. I think we've just really grafted, haven't we? Like we've just really put in a lot of work over the last few years and. There's always been a hell of a lot of authenticity, I think, in mm-hmm. like like when you were poorly, you were so still engaging with people, and it's like Grace could have deservingly like taken a load of time off and be like, no, 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 you know, I need to yeah. focus on myself. But she still kept in touch with everyone and let everyone know how she was doing and shared, you know, awareness of of the situation. Yeah, and it's like 
again, like you said, and that's graft. That is graft. Like it's. I think it was like I. I didn't obviously when I got that diagnosis. Yeah. It, you know, it was leukemia. I was like, I was like, oh my god! Like we were just like, what the hell? <laughs> what the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> I got I got diagnosed. Like we lived together. I came yeah. home to her, and I just went. <laughs> wow. Like you went from laughing to, to crying. crying. To laughing yeah. To crying. Yeah. It was uh yeah, different minute different. But um, going through the grief cycle various times yes, in a minute. Yes. Um but I think I wanted to be honest with everyone throughout that. Mm-hmm. Um because you know people like we haven't done an album yet and whilst it isn't now a million miles off, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's we we didn't want to rush into doing an album, but I think during a time like that where I knew we weren't going to be able to do anything, I still just wanted to let people know and, and use whatever small platform I have to raise awareness about a really important subject because cancer in young people is still, I think, really... Um, it's not, not like it's taboo as if it's mm. like you know frowned upon, but more it's not a widely discussed subject because... It's really overlooked because you never expect it to happen to you. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's like statistically com- compared to, you know, cancer in older people, it's rare. But when you think about the real life number of cases, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, 10 people under 24 are diagnosed with cancer every single day. That's, you know, 10 yeah. people, 10 families. That have in to isolation, go that's an insane yeah. percentage. Yeah, every day, you know, yeah. and it's like 10 people. Like yeah, UK, yeah. So it's like, you know, I wanted to try and like use my mm-hmm. story to try and open up the conversation a little bit and and try and just be honest about because as Hannah said we've always tried to be very authentic and real in, in yeah. who we are and what we do um and I was like why would I be any different with this mm-hmm. you know so like I wasn't always able to to update it was it was hard you know I was the chemo was pretty horrific but um I was able to update whenever I felt well yeah. enough um and I think because we've always had that open honesty with people I think I don't know, like, maybe that's why, what, the authenticity of it, as you said, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I've, this is the first time we've met, but um, again, through online stalking, the even <laughs> even the just your music videos, there is something ab- about them that Aww. really connects. Um, I mean, A, the production quality is amazing, the songs are great, but... And I don't know kind of what process you've gone through to create those, mm. but they're... The visual aesthetic that goes along with the music really does have a kind of a strong connection that, to it, um, and it does come across like, yes, it's a performance. Yes, you know they, these may not all be completely autobiographical songs and such, mm. but there's something where there is a connection between you as performers and and songwriters and musicians and the audience. And and again, I, th- I think even for big bands, that's hard to to get across in videos. Um, well, it's I, really great that's come across. Yeah, I can't, like it. And I can't, I genuinely, I've, and I've watched them a lot, so you're welcome for the viewing numbers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my, my yeah, my browser history is a bit worrying at the moment. But at least you've done your research. Yeah, so but they, they genuinely they they are. I, I want to watch them again. Um, and yeah, I lo- the songs are great. I mean, um, th- there's so much love that goes into things as mm. well, and so much care and so much planning. So that is honestly the best thing yeah. you could say. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just lovely to like know that all that hard work at least resonates with someone. You know. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does, and having the kind of the, the visual element and not just kind of sticking onto Spotify or, or whatever mm. or, or you know 
not having an album for me that still gives me the the connection to kind of a collection of songs an EP or, or yeah, anything and yeah. you know the ability that you have with the internet now to create playlists and oh. to, to find those um, mm. yeah I think it's it's been really well done i don't know how intentional that is but yeah it's it's worked really well well i think we like obviously you you look at an album as a body of work Mm. obviously and but i think for us we've always looked at eras as body of works haven't we so it's like you know very taylor swift of you that oh i know (laughs) i know um but it's it's sort of like yeah we we certain phases like they they almost are bodies of work Mm -hmm. in, in our minds so maybe perhaps that's why but our videographer is incredible. Yeah, um, is it, and is it? I was going to say, is it? The, have you worked with the same person since? Since yeah, since Lidocaine, everything uh, okay, yeah. since Lidocaine, Lidocaine, and everything since yeah. has been has been uh, Misha Warren. Okay. Yeah, and he's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, really good. Hex like, in particular for me as a yeah. standout. Yeah, like all my Scooby Doo dreams coming true. <laughs> like when we did that, I was like, oh my god, we look like Mystery Inc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was all the vibes we wanted. Was that the brief? <laughs> it, it pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he, he's amazing, and he he really takes the time to understand what the song's about. You know mm. where it's come from, and um, he you know if he asks for references, he'll he'll actually really study them and and you know see sort of what we're trying to achieve. So it's like it's just a dream companionship, really. Misha is just incredibly creative. Like has such an eye for things. So. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he tries. Like it's effortless. <laughs> Imagine he, what it could do if he tried. <laughs> Absolutely amazing person to work yeah. with. Yeah, he's a legend. Um, so yeah, like it's really good that that's come across. Um, but I think we we pour a lot. Like because I know you mentioned something about um, even if the songs aren't always autobiographical, mm-hmm. they pretty much all are autobiographical. So I think that's why. Like it's. I find, as a lyricist, I find it really hard not to write autobiographically, yeah. and that is something okay. I want to push the boat out with down the line, especially for an album, more of a third-person perspective yeah, on things, yeah. but I, I struggle not to write autobiographically. Luckily, no. you've got a lot to write about. Yeah. <laughs> as, as <luck> would have <laughs> it. <laughs> the, the smallest silver lining to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to my traumatising life, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it does make for good entertainment. In yeah, a, in no, it a does. Very yeah. strange way. Nah. Yes. But um, but yeah, no. Let's walk so we can run. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put the hard shift in. I did yeah. the graveyard shift. <laughs> Nearly. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> this is our house all the time. Honestly, it's just, it's just, it's just coping with trauma, and it. it's the only way to do. Oh, so good. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, that was a bit. Um, that was a bit on the nose. I do apologise. I almost missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, that was quick. Very, that was yeah. Very good. <laughs> um, so, I guess in terms of your musical journey as a band, yeah. you're saying this is your first headline show here. Yeah. Kind um, of how how have you? How do you feel you've progressed live as a band, and and how what I guess what influences and, and lessons have you learned? Do you want to? Or do you want me? Well, I was going to say, like, obviously because we've had so much time off, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, COVID and then, you know, Grace being poorly, it's it's, been, it's actually quite a daunting thing for us as playing live, I think. Um, because whereas pre-COVID, we'd be, like, gigging every weekend, wouldn't mm-hmm. we? And it'd be, like, just another day at the office almost. And then, particularly since your recovery, um, Grace, then 
we've gigged like three times and so it's like we've never got back into the swing of things um so in all honesty for me i'm like I, I, I still get nervous. Yeah, I still get really nervous. I, I think there is a big n- nervous part because I think you, you ask yourself, like, God, we had to take, you know, what, 18 months off of playing live. We did very, very well, you know, with radio. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, you know, all those other bases have got better since before I was ill. But it's like live, that has been the, the main thing we've not been able to do whilst mm-hmm. I recovered and everything. But I think, to be honest, like, when we've been rehearsing for this show on Saturday to be honest I think it's my favourite set we've ever done um, because it's we're really starting to think about more than just how we're playing the songs but the dynamic in between the songs and the sort of energy we're wanting to emanate and the atmosphere the room and like really try and instead of relying on the room to create that we need to try and create it ourselves so mm. I think it's like you know, it's like it's always easy to like play a gig and the crowd's amazing and the energy's great and it's like it's really easy because it's yeah. like, you know it's so easy to just bounce off of them. But when you've got a tougher crowd, you need to be able to back yourself and deliver yeah. deliver your own um, your own performance without relying on crowd participation and things like that. So I think we're trying to. Definitely taken a lot of notes out of like Dreamwife's book. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Dreamwife play live before. Yeah, yeah. Like th- just incredible performance, and it's like no matter where you see them, what venue, mm. which city, it's like they bring an energy, don't they? And seeing them live was like I was like, that's we need to be more in our own way. But like we're definitely more down the ethereal, like slightly mysterious. Yeah, if you want to go, but the energy that they brought. Yeah that's what we need um so yeah we're sort of like you know we're quite a like <laughs> we get a lot of beef about this but there's a lot of goth influence in what we do no and a lot of, well a lot of people are uh, you're not goth and it's just like what because we don't sound like fucking you know the damned it's like yeah. there's offshoots of goth and goth rock you know realize you can take inspiration <laughs> there's, exactly. e- there's either ripping off and carbon copy or exactly. nothing or no yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, inspiration. Yeah, not doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. But you know, there's there's a lot of um, you know goth culture influencing what we do, and and you know, Wiccan stuff and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's very like we're, you know, that's that's at the core of who we are as individuals yeah. as well. You know, a lot of us do practice a lot of that stuff. So it's very much like, you know, if we're being authentic, we need to bring that into the set. Mm-hmm. You know, and and create that environment. So we've really been working hard to. To, to double down on that a bit more. So I, I'm really excited for the set on... Uh, on I, I just wish that we had the budget to have a tarot reader. Oh. Come on stage and do like live tarot readings. <laughs> that would be so good, if only. One day. One day. That would be... Surely somebody... We need, we need there, to put on got the rider, to, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> a deck of tarot cards, please. <laughs> and a person. And a, and a medium. And a medium, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So... Yeah, you've mentioned Dreamwife being a kind of a, a live influence. Is there anybody else that, that really stands out for you, just kind of as people of, of gigs that you've been to mm. and performances you've seen that mm. have really resonated? Um, do you know what? It's a bit of a curveball for me. Um, but I was about maybe 19, and I saw the XX live. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's very chill music. It's definitely mm-hmm. not, you know, intense, but... 
the way they were able to convey themselves for very simple, stripped back, you know, um, almost, again, that sort of ethereal vibe of it. It was one of the most powerful performances I've ever seen. Like, it it was just so simple, but it was so effective. And I think I came away from that, like... That the, what they were able to do with the the resources they had, it was just so good, and it's like it really taught me not to overcomplicate things mm. and not to you know worry about having every single production possibility I could possibly have. It's like all they did was they put a load of mirrors up behind them, had some lights, and it was incredible. Like yeah. it was absolutely, and it was like that taught me a lot about you know like using the tools that are accessible to you. You know, so that was one for me. Um, I'm a huge Paramore fan. I have okay. been since mm-hmm. I was a little emo 11-year-old girl. <laughs> and Hayley Williams has been an icon ever since. But, like, her performance, Paramore in general, but Hayley Williams' performance, you know, mm. on the recent tour. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go. I've watched all the videos of it, <laughs> but, like, I didn't go. <laughs> My boyfriend went, though, <laughs> which I was fuming about. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. He got tickets before we got together. To okay. be fair, but like I was still fuming at him, even though it obviously he didn't even know I existed. Like whatever. <laughs> but um, just Haley Williams' live performance, mm. like just the the pure joy on her face and all yeah. of their faces, but the pure joy on her face, like she just absolutely lives for it, don't she? And it's like. You know, to put on such a show night after night, where you know she it's might as well high, be running it's, it's a marathon. So you know, high energy, night. and yeah. yeah, there's not. I mean, I, I think I don't know how many times I've seen quite quite a few. Um, it has definitely changed mm. throughout the years from the kind of raw emo, yeah. I guess, pop punk emo stuff from the the early days mm. to to now. Now there's a, a definitely a kind of a theatrical. Um, I want to choreographed in some elements yeah. of it um, but you know I mean, kind of have to for the touring members with them aren't they yeah as well. ex- exactly but they're still again we come back to authenticity it's still it's her and yeah. you can see that a lot of these that she hasn't worked with a, a choreographer necessarily it's just stuff that's stuck with her yeah. um uh, yeah i think i think yeah. so it's well, a great honestly, performance watching that and and seeing you know night after night that like i said the pure mm. joy on her it's like that's what i yeah. i want to do yeah. yeah that's what i want to do big time absolutely that's awesome so what is there anything you can share that's coming up um, after Saturday? <laughs> um, well, we are going on tour with Sprints in April. It's very exciting. Um, Excellent. And yeah, we're really looking. It's completely sold out, so we're really looking forward to that. Um, is that all, all over UK? How, what, how many, yeah, how so many dates? What we're talking? God, is it eight or nine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got like Glasgow. There's all the way. Do- we're doing from. <laughs> Brighton to Glasgow. Okay. Or is it Bristol to Glasgow? But it's Brighton Brighton to Glasgow. Okay. uh, Consecutively, so that's going to be great. (laughs) Um, But we've got Brighton, Glasgow, Leeds, um, Bristol, Birmingham, Nottingham, Manchester as well. Yeah. Excellent. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. Um, We have got new music as well, um, which is very exciting. That is. uh, Probably our heaviest song to date, so it's gonna be, yeah, it's definitely sonically like a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, it's good to try new things, isn't it? Um, still very much us, like yeah. it's quite obviously us, but it's yeah, it's a lot heavier. Um, we sort of really leaned into. We're trying to do this like sort of. We're really influenced by like a lot of nineties grunge, Hole, and things like that. But then there's also a lot of eighties goth, and we're trying to just sort of 
strike a balance. Yeah. It's quite hard, but we're, we're, we're trying to strike a bit of a balance with it. Um, so, yeah, it's very much a product of that. Um, so, yeah, new music. Uh, very heavy new music. Also, a few cool festivals that we haven't announced. Oh, yeah, some, some, some other festies as well. But we've got Kendall Colin and Why Not announced, don't we? Both um, those are great festivals. Yeah. I've yeah. never been to... I, in fact, I've not been to either, but just I know people that have and just yeah they, they look amazing especially Kendall Corley yeah we, the haven't, we haven't been to them yet um, well it's our we, uh, we were we were supposed to last in 2022 and then three days before Kendall Corley I got tired oh. so uh, needless to say we pulled that one yeah yeah <laughs> understandable you know, incredibly grateful that we have the opportunity mm. to, to come back and, and do it I was going to say do it again. We obviously we didn't, didn't do no. it. <laughs> but to be, to be able to yeah. do that, would, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. Well, that sounds like there's lots of exciting things coming up. I look forward to new videos. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, hope, I hope that your headline gig here at Brudenell goes absolutely oh, splendidly. Um, whichever room you end up in. Yeah, uh, yeah, both yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, I hope we get to flip a coin on the night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe during the day, not the night. Oh, Just yeah. that sounds Imagine like a moving, like rushing. everyone, like, oh, guys, sorry, we're in the other room. <laughs> Can you carry this? The whole um, yeah. <laughs> like like a, a conga a football match when you just everybody sets up, flick a coin, change hands. Just like that. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, awesome. And um, where can people check you out? Um, so you can find us, uh, all of our socials are Venus Girls, that's Venus and then G-R-R-R-L-S, Venus Girls. And then same on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, The Lot, Venus Girls. Awesome. Thank you very much and yeah, good luck for Saturday. Thank, Thank you so much. Cool. Bye. So there it is. That was episode 61 with GK and Hannah of Venus Girls. I hope you enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun to do. Um, they were lovely to chat to. And again, if you are in the vicinity of Leeds um, uh, on or before the 10th of February, that's a Saturday, 2024, then get along to the Brudenell Social Club, um, enjoy some of their delightful drinks, go check out the venue, it's awesome, and go and enjoy their first headline set there. Yeah, um, as I said, all links are in the episode description here. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Feel free to share this with anybody you think that likes listening to things. That's all from me, I think. We've got some great episodes coming up, um, so I'll get busy to get those released. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day, and good night.